It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the COB for the 13th of October. It is a Wednesday. This is all the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, and startups. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with Carl Woodway. Hi, how are you? Your hair looks great. Viewers can't see it, but it looks amazing. Why, thank you. First time back to the hairdressers. How was it? Doing my bit for the New South Wales economy. Look, it was time, and no time like the (laughs) present, so I went, and yeah, uh, it was nice to get out and about, but Cara, the funny story is, because I'm one of the few, I suppose, that hasn't been out for dinner or anything of the like, so I hadn't downloaded my vaccine passport. So there was an awkward moment. Of course she asked, as she should. Yeah. Pouring rain outside in Sydney. Couldn't even come in the door until I'd shown it. Couldn't even talk about what we were going to do until I had shown it. Of course, I'm not linked on, you know. So anyways, long story short, we got it done in the end. Um, But yeah, PSA, if you haven't got the digital form of your vaccination proof, do it before you try to go out anywhere. I've heard some of my friends are using it as their screenshot on on their phone saver <laughs> as their background, so they're ready to go every Your single obviously time. <laughs> have a more social life than I do, so yeah. But yeah, thank you, and um, really good to get out. It was busy. Yeah. Um, you it's know. noticeable, isn't it, down in Barangaroo? Yeah, lunch places open, people back in the office, and it's just so good to see. It's been really nice leaving work and seeing people sitting in the yeah. restaurants. Yeah. Um, I hope everybody does what they can to get out and spend and bring this place back to life. Um, there was a little bit of life, I suppose. There's a segue today being expressed in terms of equities, but all in all, it it ended. In the red for the XJO, down by about a tenth of 1%, 7,272. Lots going on out there, though, Cara. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty mixed when you look at the, the market map there. There's actually a lot of green out there, afterpay up in the green. The real estate sector, all very much green. Healthcare trading higher as well. But it was the financials, really, that dragged it lower. And that material space, Rio, down almost 3%. FMG down over 4.5% on the session. Iron ore coming under more pressure as well. So that had the immediate impact there. Um, CBA holding its AGM down by one and a quarter percent And also in the smaller end of town, in terms of the banks, I suppose, Bank of Queensland was down by about 4% in the wake of its report. Look, it wasn't bad at seeing mortgage growth. It's pretty um, pretty confident that it will continue to see that coming through. Uh, lots of market talk that Bank of Queensland is likely to maintain its capital position. I had a chat with Moody's just to end the session there. So there was nothing really bad in the result, but a lot of it was known, I suppose. And so we'll see what the brokers say tomorrow. Um, but clearly, you know, could have been better. Could have been better for CBA as well, down by one and a quarter percent. And of course, a bit of action in the currency markets. The Australian dollar still sitting around that 73.50 mark. 
Uh, but I spoke with John Noonan from Thomson Reuters on the trade today, and he said the Australian dollar movements have kind of perplexed analysts, particularly technical analysts, over the past few weeks. Remaining strong, there are a lot of calls for it to go lower, but it's really down to those Aussie bond yields, so those 10 years here locally. And that differential between Australia and Japan, there's been a lot of buying into Aussie dollar from Japan because of that that difference there. So we looked at that cross, the Aussie, Aussie yen cross, and we've got some key levels on that, and that's on the trade today. Yeah, right. Well, we could see some Aussie dollar volatility, do you think, tomorrow, Cara, with the jobs data? Yeah, potentially. And, of course, we do have – I think we have CPI, don't we? Out, we out do tonight in the out US. Out tonight yeah. in the US. So that potentially that's a US dollar story. So mm-hmm. a bit of uh, follow-on for the local unit. But, yeah, potentially some, some volatility for, for the jobs numbers tomorrow. All right. So we are still talking about equities in terms of commodities. And if you would like to find out what's happening there in the small end of town, some picks with uh, Stephen Wood from Iger Capital is available via the show notes. Um, Jeremy Hook, I had a good chat with him to end the session. Look, he, he, he still thinks that we're in a bull market. And part of it is that we still do have a lot of dividends being paid out. Remember that old story? We sort of haven't talked about it a lot yeah. lately, but a lot of that money he still reckons will find its way back into the market and says it's still a case of Tina. There is no real other alternative out there. So he gives us a buy-hold sell, which is available via the show notes there. But I think I mentioned that because we're doing this um, stock crash series on the call, as you know, Cara. Uh, you know, interesting, because... We're doing the series. We've had volatility. We've had a bit of a pullback, but it still doesn't feel to me like many people are calling for a crash. You? Do you know, maybe I've had the opposite. Maybe we've just had opposite guests on. I think the more and more people now are calling a correction. Uh, Gary Glover was one of them on the trade that I had. And then I'm going to mention the Trading Up event that you can still yeah. watch on our website. Andy Krieger was one of them. He was looking for a big correction. He's the famous Kiwi dollar trader. Uh, and then um, Larry McDonald from the Bear Traps Report also was calling a pullback. So maybe we've had opposite ends of the spectrum yeah, when I it comes so. to guests. Traders versus, yeah, yeah that's an interesting Yeah, connection. But Larry McDonald, I mean, it's called the Bear Traps Report. So That's um, very true. But yeah, Eternal that Bear. was a fascinating event. Really good. And you can still register to view it on Catch Up and you can do that just by going to the website. It should be easy enough to find. Um, so now that we're talking about it, Stocks for Crash series, let's get a view from Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and Andrew Whiteland from DP Wealth Advisory. These are their crash stock picks. Um, Macquarie would be my choice. If we take our minds as painful as it is back to 23 March 2020, Macquarie bottomed out at $76, having previously back in February been trading at $156. So uh, I think we could call that a crash. That's a pretty decent pullback. Um, But subsequently, as we can see, uh, Macquarie's been on a, a bit of a tear, $182, $183. Why do I like the holy donut? A strong return on equity, good recurring income streams, lots of funds under management. I would think around that 150 155 If it was around those levels, I'd be loading my boots up. I've gone for Commonwealth Bank. Yeah. Um, looking back at the, the GFC in 2008, we saw that the share price pulled back from about 60 down to about $30 a share. Um, and even last year or 80 months ago, when, when COVID first came onto the scene, we saw Commonwealth Bank pull back from a, around sort of $90 down to 70 or even 60, I think it might've even been mid 60s. So when a crash is upon us, um, uncertainty is at its highest. In those situations, you wanna go for very high quality businesses um, and CBA, I think ticks the box. There you go, Commonwealth Bank, Macquarie Group two. 
pretty steady calls if you're going to see a big market pullback. How about crypto? The SEC, the US SEC has approved the first ETF giving investors exposure to Bitcoin in in that market. So, of course, that market is still growing, isn't it? Everyone that we have on is just saying there's still so much scope. Binance announcing overnight that they've put together a $1 billion fund for investment into the crypto space. Uh, so, it's just still an exciting space. And that interview is on our, on our newsletter today for you to check out. Yeah. Um, I had somebody on yesterday from Oz Merchant saying 130 thousand in the next six months for bitcoin we wow. had another hundred thousand call by the end of this calendar year and we've got beta shares yes announcing exactly. that it's packaged a product finally i, I mean i'm say finally but you just knew that they were working on it somebody was going to get yeah. there first and it looks like it was beta share so we'll be talking to the guys there about that tomorrow no doubt uh, looking forward to it all but yeah that's it this inflation read through the overnight period i think is going to be an interesting one because stagflation. I mean, I yeah. had a chat with Colin Michalakis from Statewide Super to end the session, and he was saying, you know, the Google searches for stagflation yes. uh, are rising, and that's always a really interesting metric to keep your eye on. And he said, look, it's still not a big threat. He's putting the risk of stagflation between 20 and 50%, but it is, you know, something that you you should keep your eye on that does bear watching. And if you find that interview on our website, he gives you some sort of strategic moves some defensive moves just how you should be playing it in terms of asset allocation because it does feel like this transitory narrative is coming to an end doesn't it how long can transitory be i mean inflationary pressures in commodities in wages food house pricing food i paid a dollar more for my my salad today than i did pre-lockdown there you go it's happening the aforementioned haircut I mean, it was $50 more expensive than it was last time yeah. I went. I don't think I had anything different done. It's here. It and is. And it's, I think it's here to stay as well. So maybe that stagflation is the next move. Well, let's hope the growth comes and knocks it off its socks as well. We will see. Um, other notable share price moves today. Bubs. Bubs was up close to 40%. So updating in its quarterly activity report saying that things are looking sweet so we will continue to keep our eye on bubs. But I think it was really interesting that we saw A2 Milk getting a bit of a boost. And A2 Milk has been so beleaguered, I mean, again last week, um, because we learned of a class action being brought against it. But that strong first quarter trading update from bubs had that flow-on effect because it suggests that perhaps we're seeing Chinese demand returning. It sees that uh, pandemic disruptions um, are waning And that revenue has doubled in the year, or on year, I should say, in the first quarter, with China gross revenue up by 156%. So, yeah, if you're an A2 Milk shareholder, you would have been, especially a long-term shareholder, you would have been happy with that Bub's news today. Yes, exactly. I'm sure there are some shareholders out there that are still clinging on, hoping for a rebound. But, gosh, looking at that chart, I um, had a look at it with um, Henry Jennings from Marcus today. And we were like, is there ever going to be a point where you buy the dip? And it's just a long-term dip, I think, on that chart. Yeah, why buy in a downgrade? Um, Another thing worth mentioning is that uranium stocks got another boost today. Paladin was up by 18%. So I think that one bears watching. That's part of the bigger, one of those mega trends. And ESG, I mean, Annette sort of joked about it a few times, but our inboxes right now are sort of equal, equal between energy and commodities, oil and gas, and ESG. Uh, I think an honorable mention should go to GUD. Um, Its target price was lifted 2%. Citi said that the market is too bearish on the company. 
Um, it was also raised to overweight from JP Morgan or by JP Morgan. Target price lifted 4.3% there um, after it presented at the, um, the City Investment Conference. So things are looking good for GUD, finishing the day up by 9%. I'd like to talk to that company. I haven't talked to them in a while. Get a pulse check on how they see the lay of the land. And um, Star Entertainment Group uh, made up a bit of lost, bit of lost ground from the past couple of days up by about 7%. We're talking of costs and inflation. Annette's got her angle in today's COB newsletter and she talks about those hidden costs of the pandemic. It's definitely one to read. If we were chatting about it in the makeup room this morning, we put the world to rights sometimes <laughs> in the makeup room this morning. Inspiration um, comes from exactly, everywhere, doesn't it? Exactly. So definitely have a read of that one. So Larry Shover is with us first thing in the morning. He'll digest that inflation read that's out in the US tonight and some of the Fed commentary. Don't forget we got F- we have, excuse me, FOMC minutes coming out as well. Um, we will be speaking with Alistair McLeod as well from Wheelhouse Capitals at 10 a.m. So he will be digesting what he sees there as well. Tim Davies from Holon Global. I don't know if you read Chanticleer in the AFR today about Holon's massive call when it comes to Tesla and EVs. We'll get Tim to flesh that out for us in a little bit more detail. And I'm looking forward to speaking with Charlie Aiken uh, from Aiken Investment Management to get his take. Don't forget, we've also got... Uh, Earnings picking up in the U.S. as well. So third quarter earnings. We get the first of the big banks tonight. Yes, and we've got our special segment in the 9 a.m. hour in the drop uh, when we get all of the details and the rundown from those companies that have been reporting. Look, I feel like I'm leaving people out, but I don't want to start playing the name game, but we've got a great panel lined up for when jobs come out tomorrow at 11.30 as well. So Felicity Emmett, Anthony Doyle. Silenong, RBC Capital, Fidelity, and ANZ. So look, Cara, it's going to be another good one, another busy one tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, sounds good. I've also got Carl Rodder from IG on the trade. He's doing a sentiment special. Love those sentiment ones. Just yeah. to see what traders are doing out there in the market. Yeah, and again, catch up with trading up. up. If you want to know about sentiment exactly. and Elliott Waves, that was awesome. It was amazing. And if you want to learn about what uh, Andy Krieger is seeing in terms of that uh, pullback. Yes. Crash. I think we could he call was, it a crash. Yeah, he was leaving it the 1920s all yeah. over again. That's um, big cool. Mm-hmm. But you've got your green shirt on today. We'll see if that I works know. out for you. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe a, a delayed, <laughs> delayed, delayed push high for the market. All right. See ya. Bye.